Hi, witches. Welcome to the coven. I'm your host, Janine. I'm your host, Corinne. Today's topic will be 100% Bravo and 100% True Crime. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So, Kim Richards is writing a book. I cannot wait. I hope it's called, You Stole My Goddamn House! (laughs) I know, but what's it called, really? It's called The Whole Truth. Whatever. (laughs) And it's coming out in April. It's coming out soon. What what a Easter treat. (laughs) Yes. Everybody puts it in my basket. It looks, oh, oh, okay. It says cover to be revealed. Cause I was like, it's so plain. And I was it's like, we're her screaming. I thought you still my goddamn house. <laughs> not, I'm talking to her PR person. <laughs> so I don't know. She was like very mad. Her and um, Kathy Hilton both were very upset that Kyle loosely based her show off of their childhood. But she can come out with a right. tell all book. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. This- I bet Kyle is like fuming. Yeah. Good. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> American Woman. Was that what it was called? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. American Woman. <laughs> but it was on a network that like nobody gets. Uh, if it wasn't on Lifetime, WeTV, Bravo, or MTV, did you even make it? No, it, 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 that's why it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's canceled. And like Kyle, it was impossible for any of us to even watch it if we wanted to. You were on some like <laughs> no name network. <laughs> Do you think I'll talk about what happened to her dog Kinsley? <gasps> I hope so. <laughs> I, because, hope like, I hope she tells it all. Kyle made her get rid of it, right? Yes. After the dog supposedly, allegedly bit Portia. But like, ugh, did it really? And like, again, like, I don't know. I'm sure it's like a nip, if anything. Yeah. And Kyle's just dramatic. Uh, way too dramatic. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah, so I cannot wait for that. We need to read that and yeah. cover it on here. We'll have to do a true crime Kevin book club. Mm-hmm. Kim Richards. Readers. Join Stop us. me. <laughs> Basic bitch. Uh, Jessica Simpson. I know it's not yes. Newlyweds was like MTV, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It um, was. Like, it was like one of the first reality shows. That's what, like, I grew up on. Mm-hmm. That's my love and obsession for reality shows. Yeah. That and Laguna Beach really propelled the reality oh, show obsession for yeah. our generation. Oh, yeah. That just, mm-hmm. like, shaped us into, like, the beautiful people we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's how we deal with real life problems, just turn on a reality show. <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better about my life. I'm like, oh wow, okay. I could have done a lot worse. I'm not that low then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not screaming that someone stole my goddamn house. I didn't flip a table in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> not yet. No. We're still young. Oh, so okay. Should we jump into Jersey? Yes. That was a great episode. It was. So the girls got to see their dad, which, well, two of the girls got to see their dad. Um, Pick your two favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what a weird rule. That's awful. You already did die once we're here. Like, it's obviously because they're like high profile. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I feel like 
if they were not the Judeches, Judeches, Judeices, they would not have been able to get in without the hard copy of their documents. Oh, absolutely not. Like if that was just your average person, they would not have like letting them get through, which is sad. Cause like, again, money will buy you whatever the fuck you want. Money can't buy you class, but it can buy you a way into ice. <laughs> I know. She like called Joe and of course Joe to the rescue. Joe Gorga always to the rescue. It's like, is your house in five and get the documents. I'm like, Oh, Night in shining armor. Angel. Speaking of Gorga, my angel, and I saw two things on Instagram I'd like to discuss today. Um, one was that Melissa and Joe Gorga, my angels, came out with saying like how they always hated Joe Judai. Like they were always just civil because of like obviously Teresa, but like never liked him. Ooh. The juicy. shade. Juicy Joe. Juicy, <laughs> juicy Joe. gossip. Juicy Joe. Yes. Uh, it's beautiful. I could see that. He's an asshole. He has always been an asshole. And like, I can't imagine watching, like, even if Melissa and Tree don't always get along, like, I'm sure Melissa doesn't like seeing her be treated like garbage. Yeah, I feel like any family, um, they're friends, so, it's, yeah, you do not want to see, so, I think a human be treated the way that Joe, Jujuche, um treats Teresa. Yeah, no one would want to see that, and, like, as a woman, like, it's hard to watch. No, it is. And I, I can't, I can't believe Joe Gorga put up with it for that long. I, I mean, not understand why. Yeah. I mean, we obviously didn't see like what happened off camera, but I can't imagine that going over well. Like seeing your sister be treated that way. I, yeah. my brother would kill someone. I was going to say, I don't think Jared would allow that. He would not. He doesn't even like when guys are nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to my sister. Good thing about Mark. <laughs> yeah no i i'm not surprised no. i want to hear more about that though no. where's your tell-all gorgas yeah i'm sure it'll be on like his inspirational um, post yeah. <laughs> grow with gorga i love it <laughs> maybe him and leanne can do like um a collab since she had that inspirational blog at one point she said yeah. and like isn't like vicky having an inspirational podcast too guys join forces inspire oh, <laughs> what do we need sure how do we get a, like a quote from her how do we talk to her oh my god how do we call her people we'll start but her specifically we'll just like slide into her dms every day hi okay. hi hi she to us for like harassment but you know that's a, that's a quote <laughs> it's like a postcard Restraining order, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're here for as long as we get to go see her in court. I mean, that's got to do it. A girl's one day, and then finally we'll grow with Gorgos. Your least favorite housewife of all time, like of past and present. That is so hard. I know. I'm trying to think. I hate Gretchen so much from the OC. Yeah. Yeah. And always like try, like when Tamara got fired, because she hated Tamara. It's like, you were fired like 10 years ago. Stop trying to live on your housewife. Like dreams. You're gone. (laughs) Goodbye, Gretchen. Goodbye, Gretchen. And Slate. (laughs) Smiley. Yeah. Like they photoshopped their baby. (laughs) Facetune their child. That is so sad. That is like horrible. Like that baby's like gonna grow up with such like a self-esteem issues. All babies are focused. Like you don't need a face like shop, Photoshop them. 
No. And then like Gretchen, okay. If you want to Photoshop yourself, like don't you have like someone that can do that for you where they don't have to do it to your baby too? Yeah. Called your plastic surgeon. Who's your least favorite? <sighs> Who was that? What was her name? I want to say like Carlisle from Beverly Hills. Oh, the witchy one, which you, I mean, I love witches, obviously, but she was scary. She was scary, witchy, like not good. Black magic, scary witch. Like we're light, we're crystally magic. Yeah. Like she freaked me out when she would like tell Kyle, like, I'm going to put a spell on your family. I was like, that would freak me the fuck out. (laughs) He's not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. And she like gave me the creeps like that season. I was like, uh, I really am freaked out watching this show. <laughs> I was scared watching this. Yeah. I think she is so scary. I'm glad she didn't laugh. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I always remember her. I'm like, ah, you freaked me out. That was a scary witch. She was working with the dog world. Okay, bad vibes. Yeah, it's Jersey. Um i like, can we finally saw Dolores' daughter? I know. We were just, when were we talking about we that? Were, I think we laughed. We aired. Like, we never see her. Like, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Ask, ask something receive. Ask Grant. I have no idea. <laughs> what is it? Ask blank receive. Frankie shirtless with a million dollars at my door. Frankie shirtless with a million dollars at my door. I hope someone's knocking at my door. I'm home alone. <laughs> Hopefully it's not, um, <laughs> what was his name? With the yeah. little so we got burritos delivered one day. And our, um, what are they called? DoorDash driver. Because we were too lazy to get up, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So like I, in my house, you have to go down like a set of stairs to go to the door. And so Corinne went down when he rang the doorbell to get our burritos. She's down there for like five minutes. I'm like, what? I could just hear them talking, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. I'm like, what is happening down we there? Been a date. Little did she know, I was almost kidnapped into a white <laughs> I just wanted to read out. I was like starving. I'm like, sir, he was like telling me how he's like number one lift driver or door driver. I'm like, how? You keep talking and holding on my burrito. He said he almost got into a car accident. He was like, give me a life story. I was like, cool. Well, I'm starving to death. So that makes two of us who are almost dying today. And then, because he was, like, number one lifter or whatever, he gave us, like, a pack of, like, little devs, like, the little, like, breakfast candies. And I was, like, what the fuck just happened to us? We are not eating these. Like, you know, I'm all for, like, experimenting with drugs in college. But, like, I'm almost 30. I'm not going to be taking candy or little devs from, like, Chester Monster van who had no windows and had almost got a car crash, like, from the 10-foot burrito bar that was, like, down the street. So, I was not going to open the door. <laughs> I hope he's not at your door. <laughs> Although I can use a burrito. Frankie with a million dollars in a burrito. Frankie Shirtless with a burrito and a million dollars. Sounds amazing. Girl can dream, right? <laughs> Ask, believe, receive. There you go. I believe Frankie will be here with a million dollars and a burrito. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. You're going to have to fight Gia for it because they're going to prom together. Ugh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I am so jealous, Gia. Maybe like at your new job, we'll have like a holiday party, and you can invite him next year. Oh my god, perfect! I'm gonna start sliding to his DMs. Yeah, today. start it now. Reserve it. <laughs> I'll start believing and asking. By the time December rolls around, my Hanukkah surprise on the third day of Hanukkah, my true love gave to me 
Frankie shirtless with a burrito and a million dollars. So back to Joe being a, well, Joe Judice being a fucking asshole. He, um, oh, mean. I know. So her and Joe, her brother Joe, met. And they were like sitting at the table. Well, because he again came over and fixed her sink. I'm like, he is such a great guy. <laughs> I know. Brought like sent her the documents to get into ice. Then came over and fixed her sink at like the drop of a hat. And then they sat down. And they were talking, and she was like, "You're not going to believe what Joe told me today. He said like I could go be with somebody else, and he wouldn't care." I'm like, we're so sad. Yeah. Goodbye, Joe Judice. Literally, like, she is spending all her money and, like, doing so much, like, listening to him, like, bash her in front of her daughters all the time. And she's putting up with all this. And then he's like, oh, go be with someone. I don't care. Like, please do. That's so mean. I'm like, Teresa, there you go. That's go be with the pool boy. Yes. Go with non tattooed pool boy. No, Joe does not deserve you. No, like she's a little cray, but like she is beautiful and like she's absolutely crazy, but like she's like on the hot to crazy scale, like real high up. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you do not deserve to be treated that way. Especially if you're a husband and father of your children. I bet like, and like Joe Gorga was so calm about it. I know. He, I, he was probably fuming inside. Oh, I'm sure. oh dear. <laughs> yeah no I'm like he stayed so calm yeah so um I'm like that's your not that you needed permission Teresa because this should have ended a long time ago but there's your answer what like is your sign yeah goodbye have fun go back to Italy and post your weird stuff on Instagram <laughs> what was that today it was like it, intestines it looked like intestines and he said like what did he even say like it made no sense he said like nothing like, yeah, it was something totally unrelated to intestines. <laughs> yeah, he deleted it since then. But. Thank God. I swear. He's just like drunk off Italian wine all the time and just like drunk Instagrams. What is he having? <laughs> <laughs> so wild. So Melissa went to dinner with her sisters and her mom. I love them. Where's their spinoff? I know. I love it. Actually, that would be a really good spinoff. Right. Uh, often. They were so funny they are and i love her mom but i didn't realize that her sisters were so much older than her i did not know that either like and she does not look like them no i think that i'm not saying it but i'm saying it (laughs) (laughs) daddy issues you remember when she like her storyline a few years ago about like trying there was another sister yes sister (laughs) that is you (laughs) oh i think your mom and dad were both you know mailman and I don't know the other person yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's crazy um her mom was so funny though like when she was talking about how Melissa was saying she's trying to have a baby I'm like oh no what no okay (laughs) do you think do you think they're actually trying to have a baby no I'm like, Melissa, what is the storyline? They only have three sperm. They can't. I'm like, your children are teenagers. And like, like their mom said, like, why would you want to start over from like diapers again? I have no idea. And like, I get you miss like babies. Like, okay, well, you're going to be a grandma in the next like 10 years probably. So just hold off. Hey, her daughter's hot and wearing this little skimpy dress. It's like, yeah. 
<laughs> could be sooner. We could see her on a spinoff on 16 and Pregnant MTV. Yeah. It could be next well, year. Well, let's calm yeah. down. A little Bravo MTV collab. Yes. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, Melissa, like, you do not want a baby. No. I love her mom because she's like, oh, I'm getting like my eggs test. Her mom's like, I want to get my eggs test. There's only one left. Yeah. She's like, no, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Melissa, you shouldn't either. So funny. I know. I'm like, how old is Oh, 40. They're celebrating like her 40th, right? Yeah. Um, what's her like tagline is like, I'm 40, but I'm fabulous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I also heard like- I was trying to have a baby. <laughs> Who? J-Lo. <gasps> oh my, she, oh my God. She, she is gorgeous. Amazing. She kind of looks like Melissa Gorga. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you well, say that, they do. Dunning, but also like you are 50. Yeah. That's like, like no matter how good you look, like your body physically is still 50. <laughs> or like you get the senior discount in five years. Why are you going to have a new one? That oh my god, she can get like her egg breakfast at Denny's for cheaper. For her and her newborn baby. But also oh like A-Rod is so hot. I'd probably want his baby too. <gasps> Do you watch his show? What? Oh, I love it. It's like um I think it's on like NBC or something. It's called I don't know, I'll text it to you, but <laughs> basically he works with like washed up celebrities like remember um ryan dunkelman like first season american idol oh my god (laughs) yes what a name drop i know so he was on one of the episodes so basically like celebrities that have like totally gone downhill and like washed out he like works with them on like a budget and like to get their lives back together i Uh, love i go on that show help me with my budget and a rod help oh my god yeah yeah you have to let me know i need to watch that yeah i'll text you the name i have to look it up but i've only seen a few episodes but the ones i've seen like i love it oh oh my god i'll check it out they're such a power couple jennifer and a rod beautiful couple yeah and i love did you see on instagram like he posted um like when he was at the Super Bowl and he was on the field, like cheering her on. Yes. So cute. I know. I loved it. I was like, I love that he's like not up in a suite. Like he's actually down there cheering her on. I was like, I such a cute little couple. Like you, I mean like sexy hot. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) How I like my tacos. Oh my God. I want some food. I'm hungry. I know. I was like tacos. (laughs) Tacos, burritos, little Debs. My <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> buddy Brian. <laughs> okay, Jennifer. Insane. What is wrong with her? So much. Well, according to Joe, she doesn't get fucked enough. Oh my god! He's like, he goes up to um, her husband and was like, "You need to bang her more." I was like, "Oh." Doesn't down on her either. I know. Probably not. I mean, maybe her and Jackie can connect on that. Then we well, should be friends. They're both so blind yeah. sexually. I know, but I was like, "Ooh, Joe, that was not very nice to say to Bill." Not appropriate. <laughs> I, like, I do like Bill though, and like he had the respect to walk away. But like, yeah. I did not like when they were talking on their little date night that like he kind of sided with her. It's like when there's adult, like pizza's fine for children, but if you have adults, you have to have like at least five different things. I'm like, excuse you. I know. I'm like five options. No. And okay. 
maybe I'm just not as classy as these people, but like, who the fuck doesn't like pizza? I know. (laughs) Just because like, it is a child's birthday party. You're not required to see the adults. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. It was literally at her home during the day for children. Like <laughs> pizza sounds great. All the time. Oh, like, so, yeah. Let alone for that party. They're insane. And I'm like, how how are you still upset about this, Jennifer? I don't understand. It's not about the pizza. <laughs> I'm like, it was one meal. One meal. <laughs> You can go without eating for a few hours. I'm sure the party wasn't like all day. Yeah. I like, I get it. I love my food too. And yeah. I, I love me a good meal, but like I would get over this one fucking meal. Uh, yeah. It's been like three episodes now. Get over it. I know. I do not understand. And I'm like, Jennifer, light off the tequila. You can't. <laughs> it's making you crazy. Yeah, I'm like, swish is something else. I mean, it's probably just alcohol in general, but try oh, something yeah. else. Seriously. <laughs> try a claw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, you are nuts. No. So, and I love, like, Melissa was having no part of her. I know. And, like, she was such a little bit. She just, like, walked by Melissa at the party, too. Like, you're making it more awkward. Yeah. She is... She, I don't like. I was seriously coming around to her, and now I'm like, what happened? No, and like her fake ass apology to Jackie too. Like I don't like Jackie either, but like her apology sucked. Yeah, it did. And yeah, I like how Jackie just like didn't wasn't just fake and accepted it. Like she was like, well, I you know, thank you, but. I think you suck, basically. <laughs> Thank you, but that does not take away from you sucking. Yeah, she's like, you should wear a shirt right now that says, like, I'm sorry, because I feel like we're pattern. I'm like, ooh. We're going on an apology tour. So I'm excited for next week. Yes, me too. Yeah. Go into the tour. Uh, Go into the Jersey show. Oh, my God. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, nothing good can come of this. No, I can't wait. And I can't wait because they show like the clip of Bill passed out and they have to carry him from the taxi. Oh, that's from that. could not wait. That's so funny. I feel like the men really should have a spinoff. I would love that more than anything. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious. (laughs) But VPR, so... I need more Lala. <laughs> Give them Lala. <laughs> I am obsessed with Lala. She is so funny. I love her. Like any scene that she's in, which is very sl- slim pickings. Like I love, I like gravitate towards my TV. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Lala? Um, like how she washes her face, even though it's like four in the morning. Always wash your face. Always I just love her. <laughs> And she's like sitting at the dinner where like Kristen, Stassi, and Katie are fighting, and she's just like sitting there. Every time they cut to her, I'm like, wait, stay on Lala. <laughs> show more of this. Show her staring at them. <laughs> I normally hate it when people go sober, but I can really <laughs> like her still. <laughs> I know. Like her lip gloss, I was really about to buy yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure we'll both buy it in time. <laughs> One more thought, and Preston can check out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on like her Instagram just stalking and then I saw the link and I was like, well, I'll check it out. 
And then I was in the car and I was like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Not mad at it. <laughs> I just love her though. I'm like, why don't they give her more screen time? No, hopefully they give her a little more. Do they give her more like in previous seasons? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I need to go. I need, like, I need yeah. to up. She was like the main drums for like the last two seasons. So it is sad to see her kind of like mm. going off. But I guess like she just doesn't have as much drums anymore. Um, the men dressing up. So like, I mean, I know this is your first season, but like they literally always dress up. And, oh, like, really? Yes. For Tom Short's bachelor party, they dressed up as, in drag, which I thought was amazing because Sandoval like cries and is in like full makeup and a dress and a wig. Why did he cry? Why does he always cry? <laughs> he said it was like really funny. I can't wait for you to rewatch this. He's like. Schwartz is like on the toilet crying. He's a battered woman. I'm like, okay. You right. Like, battered woman from Katie? Yeah. Because <gasps> Katie was like pretty bitchy for a mm. there. But, oh my God. But like, you're already in a dress. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> these people have evolved so much. Truly. I knew nothing about these things. I also didn't know that Katie and Schwartz were married. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I knew before you said it right now, but I, like, they said something, and I was like, wait, what? And I guess yeah. it was, like, three years ago? Yeah. They've been married for a little bit. I had no idea. Obviously, the romance <laughs> is still alive due to Tom's sexy strip tease at the strip club. <laughs> Whitey tighties. I was like, what is he doing? Why is he running his pants? What is he doing? <laughs> oh my god and then when they were fighting like not fighting but like having a serious discussion the toms oh like, i cannot take this seriously <laughs> how could they take that seriously at all how could you have a small why you guys look like that and i know and ariana's sitting there like just like i'm like how is she not laughing <laughs> would be crying i know i'm like i cannot you guys look like 90 year old matt and you guys are trying to have a serious conversation just more proof how boring ariana was she couldn't even laugh at that what is her deal? I have no idea. I'm like, she is really boring. She's so dry. Has she always been that way? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Consistently dry. That's so odd. So I thought like their costumes were funny, but I also think Jax's character was the most developed and the most likely to be true. How who owns a strip club in Fort Lauderdale? Yes, that is probably your future, Jax absolutely it's definitely his future he's such an awful person he's horrible like i don't know what you anymore though like i used to i was like oh poor girl now i'm like nope she knows what she's yeah because i'm like on i'm almost at the end of season one oh, and oh I'm like, he is so shitty he is a horrible human consistently as well <laughs> like i like why are they still friends with him I don't, and he even says that, like when they were on the the not the yacht, the boat. That is a yacht. That was a yacht in my mind. Yeah, it was open bar, so shut up. Yeah, I'm literally like, have a few more drinks, and it'll look like a yacht. Oh, great, but yeah, he like said he's like I've screwed absolutely everyone over, and his sister's like yeah, even like your fiance. That is so bad. Do not. Showing your sister saying that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, where was Peter when they all were dressing up? I think he was still straightening his hair. 
<laughs> but I was like, wait, Peter was on that trip because he was sleeping in the bed with Sheena. Apparently, he's just on the girl side and didn't dress up. Like, I know. It's really weird. It's really weird. He's like a friend of. I didn't really think about that. Where was he? And like, they had other males there too yeah isn't that super weird i'm like mm, this is odd because like jacks had like other like britney some of britney's family was there and stuff so i'm like wait where were all the rest of the men that would be annoying too like wait why just them yeah maybe it was out of sandoval's budget <laughs> probably i like how ariana when she was throwing monies at the stripper she's like i'd rather be furnishing my home with this but Anyway, can I have that back? They all will take that. Oh, you do not take me from the strippers. <laughs> you my old school stripper beating. Uh, so the new, the newbies. Oh my god, I hate them so much. Me too. And Dana is a complete idiot for believing Max when he's like, "I didn't ghost or hook up with Danica's friend or whatever his story was." Like, I heard Jax too. He like didn't even say no. He just like, "Oh no, that didn't happen." Like. That's it. Didn't give any explanation. Didn't try to like debunk it all. Just like, no. I know. And Dana just like believed him. I'm like, and you are getting what's going to come to you. Totally. And I'm like, okay, I don't think Danica had your best interest in mind, but regardless, I don't think she was lying about it. I think she's saying the truth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No matter her intentions, I wholeheartedly believe that he fucked over her friend. Also, I can't believe like she's 22. Wait, who's 22? Danica. <gasps> the manager one? Yeah, she's definitely like, more professionals. Like, I just got out of college. Like, yeah. And like, now I'm managing this bar. I'm like, what? You're right. She did say that. Wow. She's a baby. She's doing a lot better than I was in 22. <laughs> yeah, 22. Yeah, she's like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, girl, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. She was actually born in 82. Oh, wait, no. This is Danica, the... um race car driver. <laughs> Danica Patrick? Yes! <laughs> what would you know? I'm marrying an ass car. Yeah. <laughs> you learn something new every day. It's probably nine, nine... No, not even 92. No. Where were you warm? 91? 91. Okay, so definitely not 92. Yeah, she's like... No. <laughs> How old is this woman? I can't find it. She's so mysterious, but like she's got a college. She's not that old, probably. No, she has to have been born. Okay, so she's twenty two. It's what twenty twenty. So she was born in like ninety eight. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Wild. <laughs> like hit me, baby, one more time. Count the next year. <gasps> okay, let's not talk about age anymore. Hurting my soul as a child. I'm very excited to see next week how pride because like that's always a big deal for them mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's kind of like Max versus Danica because like Max doing Tom Tom Danica during Sir and like I feel like Lisa was like talking to Max like let Danica do her thing you worry about your thing so I feel like it's gonna be like a who did it better yeah you're right hopefully James calls the scene at Tom Tom <gasps> I know because he's coming back to DJ oh my god DJ James Kennedy like love him I could use a little more white Kanye in my life like, it looked like he was going to cause him. Wait. And my like, <laughs> like, I'll totally go to bat for him. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I would happen. love nothing more than to make Max look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's awful. I can't believe he stole the show. I do not get it. I literally hate all the new people. Danica's 
Cool-ish. Not really. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. But, like, none of them... None of them are Lala. <laughs> I love Lala. I am obsessed. I'm like, give me more content. <laughs> you'll, oh, you'll get to it. God. I'm going to have to start listening to her podcast. I heard it was really good, so I'm going to, too. I, I just have to. I'm like, You're I need to come on our show. I hope. I just so I'm on her now. I'm on her beauty website. <laughs> Give them love. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the night, I'm getting this lip gloss. <laughs> oh my god, what's it called? Gold Digger. Love it. But like, there's three pictures of her on the homepage, and she has different color eyes in all of them. In <laughs> <laughs> the middle one, she has two different color eyes. I don't get it. Oh, I just need to know everything about her. I think I'll do a deep dive tonight, Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> it's Sarah. <laughs> Watch the stretchies. Her name is Lauren with a Y. L A U R Y N. Lauren Kent. Wow. Oh, that's weird. Her dad's name is Kent. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. We're going to have to deep dive into her a little more. She seems interesting. Do you think they're Mormon? Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm, her net worth is $2 million. Wow. And her cup size is 32C. These are great facts. Wow. I wish I had a 32C. Oh, it said she's Christian. Hmm. Her favorite actor is Tom Cruise, so I think they meant to say Scientology. Whoa. Whose favorite actor is Tom Cruise these days? <laughs> Lala. <laughs> yeah, Lala, I loved you up until that point. And deal breaker. Lala uses ice cream to avoid drinking. That's the headline. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about ice cream and drinking i know i'm like put the two together i've had like so like my favorite dessert is s'mores in case anyone was wondering the best and this one time there was this restaurant in santa rosa for a while and they served boozy milkshakes and it was uh-huh. like literally they had a s'more one and it was insane it was huge it was full of so much booze and they made their own marshmallow and then like whatever like toasted it with like those little like whatever they make it was like the best thing of my life a combination of all my favorite things booze and sweets that sounds amazing beautiful yeah i can't wait for summer we have to make s'mores yes Mm. speaking of summer summer house uh, I'm so Janine. Welcome again. Your Thank whole you. world is changing this year. 2020 is just like new adventures. Yeah, new year, new Bravo. <laughs> new year, new me. Uh, Janine's <laughs> summer house. Thank God. It's like, I think this week it was the best episode out of everything. Okay. Okay. It's a fair, moment, but I stand by it. Yeah, it is bold. But I have nothing to argue against it, so... It was just... Okay. I heard everything good. So, I'm obsessed with Paige. She is my favorite. She is so funny. She's so funny. She's super cute. She's so cute. And she's like, I don't know how to drive. I'm like, mm, same. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's being, like, honked at. <laughs> like, giant car. She's like, I think I'm on a one-way street. I'm like, oh... So, why is she friends with Hannah? Uh, they both were the... Uh, betches. <laughs> Hannah should not. I hate Hannah. She is so annoying. Paige could do so much better for a bestie. That's your best friend. No, thank you. Like, literally, we should play a drinking game, except for we'd black out about how many times I would drink every time Hannah talks about tennis. Oh, my God. We get it. You played tennis in college. That's cool. I played beer pong. You don't hear me talking about it. (laughs) Obviously, this is thing. You know, it's bad. And I'm like, and I just, as soon as she got in the car, like, when Perry picked her up, I was like, 
who is this? I do not like her. She reminds me of Kristen a little bit. Like her mannerisms a little and like kind of. Oh, Kristen. Kristen from VPR. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Just like kind of her mannerisms and like kind of her like weird manly voice. <laughs> yeah. And I do not like her, the way she flirts. I'm like, you're, you're making you really uncomfortable. I cringe. <laughs> she is so aggressive and like just weird super weird i was like this poor luke guy you're like accosting him with your flirting (laughs) poor luke he's cute but like i feel like he's so out of place yeah he's just like huh he's so chill too he's like oh like do i just sleep on a couch i'm like you angel i know i know i got you a room (laughs) yeah i feel like he was like what the fuck am i doing here (laughs) what have i done Uh, I'm glad we replaced Jordan. So Jordan was on last year. He was Hinge's number one bachelor. He mentioned it about as many times as Hannah has mentioned tennis. Hinge uh, has a number one bachelor. Apparently. Apparently I, my ratings aren't high enough. I can't, I've never tried to see him. Also my radius has not reached New York. I'm like mm, five feet. I can't travel. He lives in my private complex. <laughs> as far as I'm willing to go. Not willing to go anywhere. <laughs> no man. <laughs> oh my so kyle i'm like of oh, course your name is kyle bye kyle <laughs> so Miranda are historically horrible he's such garbage oh my god so you know how beverly hills kind of played into vpr that's how vpr was introduced yeah it was the same thing with summer house after vpr um Stassi was friends with the workus circus so it was like the twins who were on the original cast of summer house and they went to the hamptons to go see them and they tried to hook up Stassi and kyle oh Ew. i feel like it needs to be chad yeah. oh it was 100 chad and carl is the brad to his chad oh you didn't hook up right no oh my god it's actually really funny you should look up um it was on watch what happens live like Last week, actually, I think, um, Stassi and Kyle were both there and like they show a flashback of like Kyle was blacked out like he always is. And Stassi was, to be fair, wearing kind of a weird swimsuit. It was like a turtleneck swimsuit. Like you'll have to look it up. It's pretty weird. But like, I was like, I feel like uh, you're like a sexy Steve Jobs and Stassi just. Oh my God. Blink, 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 blink. (laughs) She's like, that is. (laughs) <laughs> a sexy Steve Jobs. Like, okay. Okay, wait. I'm looking it up. Let me see. I mean, oh, like, you see it. Yeah, it's not a cute it's a white turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great, but like, if you're trying to film someone in a hot tub, like, well, I'm a sexy Steve Jobs. Who wants to call a sexy Steve Jobs? <laughs> I die. I'm someone like Amanda to marry you. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Her, their relationship, like, she kind of reminds me of, like, Kristen in the relationship. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, why are you with this douchebag? He's literally yelling at Hannah and Perry at dinner because they're giggling. Like, uh, I, he was so aggressive. I think there's obviously something more to that wedding situation than we put a deposit down. It fell through. So I'm just, like, really bitter about it. I'm like, no, that's what a deposit is. <laughs> I know. And he's like, the, Amanda was like, yeah, actually we were really happy that it fell through. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're really oh, happy that you're like a good start. He literally like, cheated on her the summer before and then got engaged right after. I'm like, okay. That is so bad. You're and he's for it, honey. 38 years old. Grow the fuck up. 
And Carl, just excuse me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can not be any tighter? And, okay. <laughs> Him and Lindsay, um, <laughs> up. so he, I hate the word, even finger I, bang. <laughs> he fingered her. And, yeah. yeah. I was like, can you not use that term? Um, seventh grade. Yeah. So I'm so confused. He's like, there was no making out leading up to it. How we were in bed together. I'm like, your hand just landed inside her vagina. I'm sorry. Did you trip? And like, were you looking at something else? I'm like, Whoa. how do you know? Are they looking at each other? Are they like watching a movie? Like, are they like, cringe like i was so uncomfortable how does that even happen i have no idea no idea i'm like how did your hands end up inside her vagina and then once it's in there you're still not gonna kiss (laughs) you shake hands after you like what did she do you like stare off into space that's what i'm saying i'm like ew where they look like ah, i don't know it's so weird and like they're like adults too how do you just finger bang (laughs) <laughs> i know i'm like are you in seventh grade at a party like i don't know i was like oh, okay i know i was like this is a yikes i feel so bad i feel like Lindsay like loved him and he obviously is just a fuck boy because he has done this every season to every girl he is awful i mean Lindsay, no you can do so much better he is gross. He's so gross. He's so annoying. He dated Paige last summer. I saw that they like hooked up in the um, pantry. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, like I loved Paige. She like oh, she was just like so girl power. She was like, okay, like you can't just call me and try to hook up with me on the weekends. Like we both live in New York. Like take me on a date. And he like would never do it. And then be like, well, why don't you like like me? And it's like she's telling you take her out on a date during the week, and you won't. So bye. Yeah, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, unless you take a woman out on a weekday date yeah. or to like a movie or something respectable, I'm not just getting right. drunk on the weekend. No, bye. Nope. Goodbye. So, I, okay, so I don't quite understand. So they just go there on the weekends? Yeah. Huh. It's crazy too, because like on Sundays, they'll have like a full on Sunday fun day and then just like go to work Monday. I'm like, I would die. That's why I was like, I'm so confused. Like, this is like. Apparently, that's what you do in New York. Wow. Like, I, I, I wouldn't do well. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like mm, is it bedtime at seven o'clock? I know. I'm like, it's Saturday and I'm already preparing for Monday. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Wow. Okay. So I am excited to dive into that. But that just like blows my mind that they only go for the weekends. Yeah, I can't wait to see, like, what happens with, like, mostly Carl and Lindsay. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. And uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> and I can't wait to see Kyle and Amanda's relationship. It'll be an exciting season. Yes. Yes, yes. So, Below Deck Sailing. That premiered this week. Mm-hmm. And that is actually what we're doing our crimes on as well. Yeah. Boat crimes. Great. But- Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> not yacht. Yeah, this is about. <laughs> so, what do you think of everyone? Um, <laughs> I think the head stew Jenna um, wants to have sexual relations with the chef. <laughs> I mean, Adam's pretty hot. <laughs> I got it. I think that that's like her main goal. I agree. She is like 
I mean, okay. So like I'm probably biased because I love like normal below deck. Uh, Captain Lee is the stud of the sea. This Glenn guy is so fucking ugly. Like, no Glenn Coco. You are too small. I'm like, just not about it. And like, I'm obsessed with Kate, their chief stew. So I'm like, Jenna, like, you're a bitch, but not like, not fun Kate bitch. You're just kind of a bitch. Yeah, Jenna's like very. It's Canadian. So I'm like, you should be nice. Yeah. I feel like you can be an authority without being so rigid uh, it, yeah she's she reminds me of like a military person wow. totally and i think she said that oh no she just said like she got trained on like a bow and the person was like very military-esque it, yeah but that was like it shows yeah totally <laughs> um and i think madison is wild <laughs> she is so funny when she said like she lives off caffeine and candy I know. She like had like a suitcase full of candy that she brought. And she had her like inside lip tattoo. This is meow. She's like, I hate cats. I I was like, first of all, love the tattoo. Second of all, I already heard that thing. (laughs) She's going to have sex with everybody. Oh, absolutely. And I can't wait. He's going to have sex with Adam and Jenna's going to flip out. And I'm going to love it. Mm -hmm. She'll probably throw her overboard. I can't wait. Yeah. I totally predict that. In the future. Um, <laughs> I, I see your future, guys. <laughs> Madison, in, Madison in the ocean with her <laughs> Watching this show, though, makes me a little claustrophobic. This, like, okay, I love the below dot yachts. These do, this does seem like a boat. Like, this boat is not, not like, obviously it's nicer than anything. Like, I, mean, I don't have a boat, but if I do, <laughs> I it, but like, I feel like it's tiny. How do all these people fit on it? And a camera crew. I know. I didn't think about that. The camera crew. Yeah. How do they even all fit? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's such close quarters. I was like, ah, oh, that makes me really uncomfortable. Speak <laughs> so uncomfortable. And like the rooms are so tiny. I mean, the guest rooms are big, but like the staff rooms are so small. I'm like, oh, and just like sharing a room. I don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> actually really crazy to me that like the captain Glenn Coco and like the other two whatever the one who are dating like we're all living on the boat for nine months and like it looks like fucking shit it was so in such bad shape like Madison said it looks like 07 Brittany yes (laughs) yes that was such a great reference but uh, love you already have like pictures hanging of themselves on there I'm like okay you can hang up pictures but like you can't put knives on the boat can't put knives, can't do the laundry. Like, what have you been doing? They didn't even like have the heater or the hot tub turned on. I'm like, no. what have you been doing? I'm like, you've been living on this boat, but you haven't used this hot tub. I, I don't get it. Are you Jennifer and Bill? I literally, right? <laughs> I literally like, I had like my two apartments over the winter because I signed another lease. But, like, not at once, you know. You're so bougie. Living my best life with two houses, and like, I hadn't even moved in yet, and I came and used the hot tub. Like, yeah, hot tub. And like, how did you not? You were on a stuck on a boat. You didn't use the hot tub. And with your like significant other, oh, mm-hmm. I judge. They're, I think they're gonna break up. Oh, one hundred percent. It seems like he's like flirting with. I forgot which one. Georgia, maybe Georgia Peach. I don't know. Georgia. It'll be interesting. Yeah, no, I I think they're done. So, do you think that the um, charter guest who arrived late will be getting married? <laughs> They were wild. Since I was they like, missed their Vegas wedding. How do you do that? How? On Everly Block. 
You can even go to the Taco Bell. Yes, but, that will be my first wedding. Mark my words. <laughs> but yeah, I know there's literally a chapel like every few feet. How did you miss it? Yeah. And um, for the previews for next week, they seem to be having a very violent conversation. So I don't know. Okay, Amanda and Kyle. Yeah, they're probably like, yeah, it's a great idea that we get married as we're wasted and miss our last wedding. Probably because we were fighting just like this before. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. So you should definitely do it now. Yeah. But like, so who is ordained there? Is I think the captain is. Is that just like his side gig? Because that's my dad's side gig. He like got ordained, I think, for oh, my God. sister's wedding. And he's done like 10 other weddings since then. Like your random side gig, side hustle. Yeah, so maybe find Coco's too. I think so because they were like, "Can you marry him?" And he was like, "Oh, well, I guess or something." So I'm like, "You're ordained." Yes. Yeah, it's like kind of a random, random thing to be like a a good, like smart though. Like, yes, I charter boats and then get people wasted and get them married. I feed them alcohol and then yeah, get them married. Into it. That's an extra $500 charge. So yeah. <laughs> add it to the bill. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's onto something because here we go. There's someone that wants to do it. So I'm interested to see how this picks up a little bit. Me too. Um, so we should do our cases. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miriam. Oh, you, you, me. So, so I watched um, a documentary on Crime Watch Daily, and it was about a couple, Tom and Jackie Hawks. Um, They lived in Prescott, Arizona, and Tom had a few children from a previous marriage, and Jackie um, was a a great stepmom to them. Tom worked as a probation officer, and friends of the family stated that they were a loving couple. Once um, Tom's kids were grown and Tom had retired, Tom and Jackie had decided to travel the world on their 55-foot yacht named The Well-Deserved. Yacht or boat? Um, They called it a yacht. Jacks might call it a boat, though. (laughs) Um, That's what standards. Yeah. (laughs) The yacht was stored on the water in Newport Beach, California, um, which is where they lived on the boat after they had retired. They lived on it for two years, and then one of their children had a baby, and they decided that they wanted to move back to Arizona to be closer to their children and new grandchild. Um, they put the boat up for sale and they sold it themselves rather than using a broker so they wouldn't have to pay the broker fee. And they listed the yacht for $435,000. Um, it didn't take long for a potential buyer to contact them. It was a 25-year-old and he, he told them that he planned to pay cash. Um, and I was like, who has that much cash, let alone a 25-year-old? Um, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up. Do you think it was like Josh and he was uh, bank robbing it and uh, hid it in the... Probably and had his wife just dig it up in the mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he um, came to see the boat with his pregnant wife and their 18-month-old child. And they decided after they saw the boat to purchase it and the Hawks accepted the offer. The Hawks received a call from the 25-year-old buyer, and he requested to be taken on a boat ride to test the motor and call it like a sea trial. Um, and then he would finish the deal afterwards. So I guess, I don't know if he hadn't paid them 
the full amount of money or what, but he said that he would finish the deal afterwards. So the Hawks agreed to this and they expected him to come with his wife again, but he showed up with two other men, one of which was named John F. Kennedy, no relation. Uh, (laughs) And he said that this was his accountant. And then there was also another man named Alonso. The Hawks were suspicious of this, but they took them out anyway on November 15th, 2004. They called one of their friends who also stored their boat at the same harbor to let him know that they would be taking out the new buyer for a sea trial. And they made plans with their friend to meet up with later for dinner. The friend states that it began to get dark and he got a call from Jackie stating that they were still out at sea and that the buyer was still testing out the boat, but they would call when they got back to the dock to head to dinner with him. The rest of the night went on and the friend never heard from the couple. He went on, he went to the dock in the morning and saw their yacht was there, but the hawks were not. And he immediately became worried. No one heard from them and no one could get a hold of them as well. Um, and their car that was at, parked at the harbor was also missing. People thought that maybe they had taken a road trip to celebrate the selling of their yacht. Um, but then a week went by and no one had contact with them still. So the friend that they had contacted with the day that they took the potential buyer out on the sea um, went to the boat and looked in the windows and what he saw alarmed him. He states that it was a mess on board. It was torn apart and there was belongings everywhere. And he stated that this was completely out of character for the Hawks and that their boat was normally immaculate. So the friend called the police and detectives went out to the yacht. The detectives had to break the lock to get into the cabin of the boat. Um, So it appeared at this point there was no forced entry that had happened um, and no signs of violence, like no blood anywhere. Hmm. Um, But they did find a receipt on the floor um, that was a receipt for bleach cleaner, Tums, and trash bags. (laughs) Oh, does murder give you a little heartburn? (laughs) (laughs) The detectives looked into um, the buyer um, that had contacted the Hawks, and they found out that his name was Skylar DeLeon, and his wife was named Jennifer. Interestingly, Skylar was a child actor and often boasted about being on the Power Rangers, <laughs> but he only appeared on there twice in two small non-speaking roles. <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably brag about that for the <laughs> Yes. But when he was in the Pink Ranger. <laughs> um, and his wife, Jennifer, worked as a hairdresser. Um, the couple planned to live on the yacht once they purchased it and use it as a business and they would do charters. Um Detectives went to the church where the couple belonged and saw them cleaning and then followed them um, or followed Jennifer to her work at the hair salon and nothing seemed to miss. It looked like just two couple or a couple volunteering at their church cleaning and the wife going to work. But as detectives looked further into the couple, they discovered that Skylar was on probation for burglary. They were in $87,000 of debt and they lived in Jennifer's evangelical Christian parents garage. So where would they get this $400,000 for the yacht? So the police um, interviewed Skylar and he confirmed that he did pay cash for the yacht, but the money was actually from drug laundering from Mexico. Shocking. Yeah. And he like just admitted this to police. So very, wow, really cracked under the pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. He went on to say that the couple asked him if he could use his connections in Mexico to open a bank account to buy a house in San Carlos, Mexico, and that they actually signed over power of attorney to him so that all of their money could go to him so that he could buy a house there for them. 
Um, and the couple, so Skylar and his wife were actually able to produce the documents for of this to the police. Pings of the Hawks cell phones, um, were near the Mexican border the day after the sale of the yacht. So detectives asked one of their adult children to go on television and basically send a plea out for, to first parents to contact the police if they saw it, or if anyone had any information to contact the police. Soon after the son's appearance on the television, the police got a call from someone in Mexico that stated a car matching the description of the Hawks car was right outside their house. So the Newport beach police went to Ensenada to investigate Mexican police went with the Newport Beach police to the house where the car was parked outside of and knocked on the door. And they were surprised to hear the man in the house say that he was a friend of Skylar de Leon. And he stated that the car was actually just given to him by Skylar and Skylar's wife came and picked Skylar up and drove him back to California. The district attorney was very suspicious and circled back to the power of attorney document that Skylar and Jennifer claimed that the Hawks willingly signed over to them. This was suspicious for many reasons. The De Leons were complete strangers to the couple and also very young. Um, so they contacted the notary and she said that it was legal and real. And she witnessed the signing and even fingerprinted the couple as is protocol and their fingerprints matched. Um, and so did the signatures, which were analyzed by a handwriting expert. But something was odd. Their last name is Hawks with an S, but Jackie signed it with Hawk with no S. And someone later added in the S, according to the handwriting expert. So investigators asked her, asked the notary to describe the couple. She described Tom accurately, but she described Jackie as having brown curly hair, which she did have in the past. But for the past two years, she had a very short spiked dyed blonde hair. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so the investigator. I would not forget that. <laughs> Okay, guys. So the investigators and the DA thought that maybe Jackie was trying to alert someone that would look at the documents and think something was wrong since she signed it Hawk versus Hawks. And Skyler may have been tipped off that the police were looking at him um, for the for their disappearance because he contacted his probation officer and requested permission to leave the country, which he never did in the past. So I don't know why he thought this was a good time to do, like why he didn't leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> so the police got a warrant for his arrest immediately for money laundering because they wanted something to arrest him on and keep him in the country. Um, and so at this point, Skylar was arrested and they go to Jennifer's parents' house where she and Skylar were living and they search. They find the Hawks driver's license and other personal items inside the garage that Skylar and Jennifer had converted it like into their bedroom. And interestingly, Jennifer's driver's license picture was taken back, I mean, a few years ago, and it was when she had curly brown hair. So investigators began to wonder if the notary even saw Jackie in person or just saw a picture of her driver's license, and that's the description they were going off of. So police at this point were convinced that the murder of the Hawks occurred on the yacht, but did not know how to figure out if it did yet. They asked another yacht owner what might be something out of place if a murder did occur, and he said to look for the anchors on the boat and see if they're still in place. Police went and looked at the photos and the ads that the Hawks had listed when they were selling the yacht, and you could clearly see in the pictures that, yes, there were two anchors on the bow of the boat. So police go to their yacht in the harbor, and there was only one anchor on the bow of the boat when there should be two. Police um, are now even more convinced that Skylar had committed this murder, but they do not think he did it alone. They believe that Jennifer was in on it and then that they used their kid or their child to appear 
um, as if they were like a loving and family oriented couple to get the Hawks to trust them. Skylar was still in jail for money laundering and they began to focus on Jennifer. They got security footage of the bank where the Hawks had their accounts and they saw Skylar and Jennifer on camera requesting to get the money out of the Hawks account days after they went missing. But the bank manager knew the Hawks personally and intervened and stated that she would not give Jennifer and Skylar the money until she had spoken with the Hawks. Police could have arrested Jennifer at this point for being an accomplice, but they decided to offer a plea deal of immunity if she would go against her husband, which, and she declined the offer. What? Why? Wild. And at this point, she's like seven months pregnant, too. Oh, yeah. Give him up. Exactly. Then a man named Alonso came into the picture for police. He had signed as a witness on the power of attorney documents and they looked into who he was and they found out that he had worked at the county jail as a guard when Skyler had served time for his burglary and they had become friends at the time. They find out that he actually went on the boat with Skyler. He fled to Mexico when police contacted him and the DA did not offer immunity to Alonso, but stated that if he returned and cooperated, they would take death penalty off of the table for him. He came back to the U S and participated in the interview. And he stated that, uh, Skyler told him of a plan that would make him money and he would get a cut of it. They got a third man to pose as an accountant who was a known gang member and had a criminal record. The three men, um, followed through with the plan and um they take and so alonso confessed to the murder and he states that they tased tom in the lower cabin once they were out at sea and jackie heard loud noises so she went down to check on what was going on and alonso actually began to tase her and handcuffed her Mm. at this point both of the hawks were handcuffed and alonso stated that skylar then instructed him to take both of their eyes to tape both of their eyes and mouth closed and he did this is when they forced them to sign the power of attorney documents then skylar began to steer the boat towards the deepest part of the ocean near catalina island um, they brought the blindfolded and handcuffed couple up to the deck at, the, at this point and alonso tied them together back to back um connected to the anchor that skylar had disconnected from the yacht Alonso states that Jackie began begging for their lives at this point, and Tom was trying to calm her down. Then Skylar threw the anchor off the boat, and the couple was dragged down 3,600 feet to the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Alonso states that Skylar and John were calm and actually fished on the way back to the dock. Skylar <laughs> was charged with two counts of first-degree murder, and Jennifer, his wife, was charged with two counts of murder for her participation in the plan from land. She maintained her innocence and Skylar's innocence. <laughs> Jennifer was sentenced to life in prison, Alonso to 20 years in prison, and John F. Kennedy was sentenced to death. And during this time, Skylar was also charged with the murder of an American in Mexico um, that took place the previous year, likely some sort of drug deal gone bad. And he was convicted and sentenced to death. The motives for Skylar in this case were obviously cash, but he also wanted money for gender reassignment surgery and needed, yeah, such a like turn of events at the end. He needed $17,000 to transition from a man to a woman and had actually scheduled the surgery already and put down a $500 deposit. And the surgery was scheduled for two weeks after the murder of the Hawks. Uh, But obviously he was arrested and couldn't go through with the surgery. And while he was in prison, um, he actually tried to cut his penis off with a razor. And now he is on death row in the psych ward. That is 
crazy. Yeah. Super weird turn of events at the end. I was like, what? Escalated quickly. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. Oh my God. That's crazy. Wild. Good case. Thank you. So my case is on the murder of the Duperalt family, which took place in November of 1961, you know, shortly before my birth. (laughs) Arthur Duperalt was a successful optometrist living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and he owned... Right? Jeez. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, football. I don't know why I know it. (laughs) I actually know that one, too. It's like one of the two teams I know. San Francisco Giants, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Chiefs, they just won, right? They did. Well, what was it? Um, Kansas? <laughs> yeah, in Kansas, right? Oh, for our our president. <laughs> for the football season finale. That was great. <laughs> um, he had always dreamed of taking his family sailing through the tropics. So one chilling winter, his, he took his wife, Jean, who his 14-year-old son, Brian, his 11-year-old daughter, Terry Jo, and his 7-year-old daughter, Renee, on a trip of a lifetime and chartering a yacht that they were going to go through the Bahamas. Um, They planned to spend one week on the yacht, but if they loved it, they planned to extend their trip, which is like, what a luxury. What a life. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'm like, "Um, okay, I have two days off work. Great. So they he looked around and found the perfect yacht to rent. It was called the Bluebell, which was located in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They hired Julian Harvey, a former Air Force pilot and successful captain, to ship um, to shipper. So that's apparently what it's called. The yacht, along with his wife Denny, who would help cater to the Duperalt family. Duperalt family. Carrie? Carrie! <laughs> Zori? Her daughter's name is. <laughs> Just cute. Um, at this time, not much was known about Julian Harvey, but he had quite the past. He, when he was younger, he never knew his biological father and his mom was a young and beautiful little woman and she found herself a sugar daddy. I mean, Mm. she found herself a husband. (laughs) So she married a rich man and, you know, they had a great little family for a while. For his 10th birthday, his stepdaddy bought him a sailboat. And so Mm. this is when his love of sailing and his love of the finer things in life really began. But unfortunately, a few years later, she divorced uh, her ATM, I mean husband, (laughs) and he was sent to live with his wealthy aunt and uncle, who continued to pamper him, and he continued his life of luxury. He became crazed with his looks, becoming a bodybuilder, and apparently he was, like, gorgeous, and women loved him, and later in his life, he even became a model. You know, you can't have it all, so he tried to go to college, but in 1941, that did not really work out for him, you know. Those book things did not uh, work with Steve. <laughs> so he decided to join the Air Force and quickly became a wartime veteran, or like hero, a decorated hero. Hmm. He flew in more than 30 combat missions as a bomber pilot and actually survived two crashes. 
And this became a frequent occurrence in his life, escaping many accidents. Hey. Mm-hmm. Like when he was in high school, he had this like brand new, he got a brand new convertible and him and his friend got in a crash, but like he like scaved out like scratch free and mm-hmm. then survived the two plane crashes and came out. Cat, nine lives. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so. I know. So, I know. My things. My people. <laughs> Just like Madison. I bet he meow tattooed his lip too. <laughs> So throughout his life, he was very popular with the ladies. He, before he married, uh, married Danae, he actually had five wives. So she was lucky wife number six, (laughs) but none of these marriages really lasted long. And one, I think like his fourth marriage ended under suspicious circumstances when he was driving home with his wife and his mother-in-law and a car crashed and uh, over the railing of a bridge and he was on- the only survivor. Oh, God. He told investigators that he saw the accident coming and jumped out of the car, but detectives were able to find that his story had some holes in it and like the car had sunk and all the doors and windows were locked. All the windows were up and doors were locked, so it seemed a little more suspicious than he had just t- stopped, dropped, and rolled and they <laughs> sank to the bottom of the lake. His father-in-law tried to kind of like poke and get the detectives to investigate him further after he collected his wife's insurance policy, but they could never find any um, evidence or support that there was an actual crime. So he moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1953, shortly after the death of his fourth wife, he married again and purchased a 68-foot yacht And within a year, it sank in the Chesapeake Bay after ramming into this historic World War II battleship. Shocking. Weird, right? And (laughs) many people thought this was strange as this battleship, historic battleship, was really well known. There was a buoy marking its location. And several witnesses testified that he had circled this uh, battleship several times before ramming into it. And shockingly, he won a settlement and got over fourteen thousand dollars for this. How much? Fourteen thousand, which like wow. fifty. So that was like a lot yeah. of money back then. Yeah, I mean, I think fourteen still, but like in the fifties, that was like a lot. Yeah. With his winnings, I mean, with his settlement, he bought another boat, but. It mysteriously caught fire and sank. Miraculously, he escaped and survived this and collected another $40,000 in insurance money. Mm -hmm. Seems like he bamboozles his way to some cash. Mm -hmm. Julian Harvey was making his living skippering and chartering yachts with his sixth wife, Mary Denae, which is how he met the Duperalt family and began to charter their dream vacation. On November 8th, 1961, the Duperalt family set sail on their voyage, having no idea that this would be the last time they would be in America and seen alive. They were headed to Bimini, which is a tiny chain of islands east of Florida, where they spent four glorious days snorkeling, collecting seashells, and just hanging out in the sunshine as a family. Isn't that where Danielle got married, Bimini? Bimini? Oh, you're right. Familiar. <laughs> Obviously, it has to be a housewife. <laughs> and I was like, that does sound familiar. I can't remember like a book. 
Um, the morning of November 12th, the yacht stopped by the office of, of Sandy Port, which is a island, small island um, past Bimini, and the village commissioner's office to fill out the forms required to return to the USA. Redrick W. Pinder recalled that Arthur was ecstatic, describing that he was on his once-in-a-lifetime vacation with his family and that they were having so much fun, but that they were super excited to uh, get back home and start preparing for Christmas. November 12th, you're right, I'm preparing for Christmas way before then as well. (laughs) And Hanukkah. Muzzle. Later that night, around 9 p.m., Terry Joe, the Arthur's 11-year-old daughter, went to bed, because obviously that's bedtime, in the small cabin in the back of the yacht. Normally, her little sister Renee, the 7-year-old daughter, joined her, but as it was like kind of their last night, she wanted to stay up and hang out with the family, so they all continued in the main deck in the cabin and just were hanging out. In the middle of the night, she was startled by the sound of her brother screaming, help, daddy, help, along with hearing running and stamping noises above her. She was terrified, so naturally she stayed in bed. I would too. Yeah, that's terrifying. I know, so sad. Um, Until she no longer heard any voices or sounds. So she waited for a little bit, but then crept up to the main cabin where she saw her mother and her brother lying on the ground in a pool of blood. She was terrified, so but she continued to pop her head and continue up the stairs. And when she looked up at the main deck, she saw more blood and possibly a knife. And then saw Captain Julian Harvey, who locked eyes with her, and he ran over to her, threw her down the stairs and back down to by her mother and brother's corpse where mm-hmm. she ran back to her bed. Terry Joe was hiding in her bed when she realized that water began to fill the room and that the ship was sinking. Oh. He was scared and confused, but decided to go back up to the main captain where or main deck where captain Harvey was preparing a dinghy, which is like, you know, the small little lifeboat that you see on mm-hmm. Titanic. you know, <laughs> women and children only. Yeah. You're not cool. Get the um, she asked him if the boat was sinking and he replied yes and threw the rope to the dinghy to her but she was so terrified the rope slipped through her fingers and the boat started the little dinghy little dinghy started to float away oh my god Captain Harvey jumped into the water to retrieve the dinghy but he after swimming away uh, Terry Joe no longer saw him and leaving, leaving this poor 11 year old girl by herself on a sinking ship. Super smart. She remembered seeing a cork life float, which like I tried to Google and like the only thing I saw was the picture of like her that they found, which looks like just like tiny, barely like little raft, like super small, like boogie board style, like made of cork, obviously a piece of shit. Um, she's 11, so whatever. She quickly ran over to it, untied it, and was able to get it in the water just as the bluebell sunk into the ocean. It stated that she was basically like swimming and trying to get on top of this thing as the boat sunk. Like, how scary would that be? Yeah. After just seeing your family murdered. Yeah. Man. Um, so she was floating on this thing. And meanwhile, back in Florida, Julian Harvey had been rescued by an oil tanker and they found him in the dinghy with Renee, the seven-year-old daughter's corpse. Mm. He told them the tale of the last night, the bluebell had 
been afloat and that they were caught in a sudden tropical squall and the boat had caught fire. He went into detail about like, I don't know, some sort of thing falling and catching on fire, which is kind of how detectives thought it was strange, but I don't understand boat language. And (laughs) so I did not add that, but he thought he tried to single-handedly fight the blaze, but lost the battle while other, the rest of the family, including his wife and the children and Arthur jumped into the water. Julian launched the dinghy and dove overboard, hauling himself on the lifeboat, trying to find his wife and the rest of the Duperalts shouting himself hoarse in the darkness. But he only found um, Renee, the seven-year-old daughter, floating face down in the water. Oh. Her body apparently buoyed by her life jacket that she had on. So he hauled her into the dinghy, but she was already dead. Instead, he said that the others vanished into the sea along with the bluebell and that the boat had sunk, leaving him the only survivor. Coincidentally, a few days before the Bluebell's departure, he had taken out a $20,000 insurance policy on his wife, which led detectives to speculate that this was incentive for his killing spree. So they believed he planned to murder his wife, throw her overboard, and collect the money, but then believed that the Duperalts interfered with his plan, and this is why he ended up killing them all. When detectives uh, back in Miami, when they interviewed him, they said he like pranced in, chipper, looking like, you know, amazing. Not like he had just like sunk in a bow and been in a little dinghy with a corpse. And they said that they saw scratch marks on his arm, which he said was from fighting the fire. But uh, detectives believed that it was from a woman. So they believed that his wife, Mary, had put up a fight to, you know, for her life walks in chipper like that uh, it's like at least fake it right play the part if you're at least gonna do that but he is a beauty school dropout so <laughs> maybe not the brightest <laughs> so back to cherry joe she was now safe on this little cork life raft but she was alone in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night which is literally like my biggest fear i'm like so scared yeah. of the ocean like there's so much in there and being like in the middle of the ocean, like in the dark, in the dark, that is so scary. Yeah. And like, um, with barely, like, it's not even like a raft. Like it was basically like Titanic style, like the little door that Terrifying. Rose did not share with Jack. Right. Jack could have fit. Science proves it. Did you see the interview? Side note, but like with Leonardo and Brad Pitt, no, go on. And they were like asking Brad, do you think that he could have fit on it? And he was just like, I, I'll have to go back and like rewatch it or something like that. Like, so funny. That's so funny. I'm going to have to watch that. And like, he absolutely could have fit. Proves <laughs> they could have. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really like sharing my bed either. So I'd be like, mm, sorry. Like, this just isn't going to work out for me. Bye. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're fine. It's just a little cold. Shrink is just fine. Um, even though terry joe was safe she was alone in the middle of the ocean she had no food no water she was wearing a wet thin blouse and was just shivering in the middle of the night Mm. it began to rain and she was stuck on this tiny floating device cold wet and wondering what the fuck had just happened to her family um, as the sun and temperatures rose, she began to burn because she was in the Bahamas mm. and the sun 
disintegrated her floaty, exposing her burnt skin to parrotfish, which began to surround her, and they tried to feed off of her burning little feet. Oh, my God. So sad. So this thing is, like, deteriorating, and it's just getting smaller and smaller, and she's living in the middle of the ocean. That's, like, that gives me anxiety thinking about it. Yeah. The next day, so her, like, second day alone in the middle of the ocean on this tiny little floaty, a small red plane circled overhead. She waved at it and screamed for a long time. And at one point it dived down in her direction and she thought they saw her, but it uh, passed directly over her close enough that she could read the details on the underside of the plane, but at a weird angle that it was impossible for the pilots to see her. At one point during her journey, like day two or three, because she was literally just sitting there she recalled being surrounded by a group of large sea creatures, most uh-huh. likely whales, that came up from the surface to breathe, which gave her comfort just hearing other living things around her. I would die. I literally, I'm like, mm, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, alone with your thoughts after just witnessing, like, a murder? Nope. Mm-mm. By the third day, she was sunburnt, parched, starving, and hallucinating. So that she was seeing, like, kept seeing, like, de- like a desert or an island. And so she would swim, and then the mirage would disappear. And that happened multiple times. But finally, she became unconscious. Later that day, she was so close to death that she thought she was having another hallucination and saw a giant ship. But it was, and people were waving and screaming to her. And right as she was going out of consciousness again, she felt herself being lifted from the sea and was finally saved by Captain Theo, an officer of the Greek freighter. Hmm. Terry Joe was immediately airlifted to the hospital in Miami, where she fully recovered within a week. And, and seven days into her hospital stay, she was interviewed by detectives about what exactly happened on the Blue Bell. And obviously, the story contradicted everything Julian Harvey had said about it catching fire and him trying to save anyone. Lying asshole. Of course. Julian heard that Terry Joe was alive, so he ended up slitting his wrist and committing suicide. Mm. Never held accountable for his crimes. And a few days after her recovery, Terry Jo returned to Green Bay to live with her father's sister and her three cousins. And when she was 12 years old, she changed her name to Terry. So her name was T-E-R-R-Y Joe, and then she named it, changed it to T-E-R-E. Mm. Innovative. Wow. That is the murder of the Dupro family. Oh my God, poor girl. So sad. I think she's going to have some PTSD with her life. Yeah. I thought that, like, I read a little more and that, like, when she was kind of, like, 25, she obviously had, like, problems throughout her whole life. And then when she was, like, 25, she did this, like, hypnosis thing. And, like, weird memories came back from that night of, like, the color of her brother's pajamas and, like, other random facts about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Obviously wrote a book and... Yeah. Ooh, should we add it to the book club? Yep. Definitely. Oh, good case. Thanks. Good, good. 
That's it for this week. Keep in touch with us on Instagram. Our handle is at True Crime Coven Podcast. And we are also Amazon Associates. So go to our website, truecrimecovenpodcast.com. Click on the link and you can find all of our Amazon favorites. Um, Yeah, we will talk to you next week about all the Housewives, Vanderpump, Summer House, and probably maybe throw in... um, love after lockup again next week. So yeah, we will see you then.